And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on everyone? Zach here and wanted to spend a few minutes with you guys tonight. So right now I am sitting um, out on a balcony in Bali, Indonesia. And I know it's been a little while since we've all uh, spent some time together and I apologize for that uh, that delay there. Um, but I know the last uh, episode that we recorded, uh, we were, I believe we were driving in Michigan. We were about a month, or we were probably about two to three weeks away from uh, officially leaving the country. And for those of you that don't know, um, Ashley and I decided to uh, pack up shop and actually travel the world for uh, six to 12 months and to see the world and then start having kids when we get back, or at least attempt to start having kids when we get back. And right now, uh, we're just in a position where the business affords us to uh, build it remotely, and um, and we're just really excited about that. So we can, you know, of course, build our business, uh, focus on building our team make MLM Rebels the best product on the planet and the best service on the planet and uh, and see different parts of the world while we do it. So uh, as of right now, we are in Bali and we've been here for about about three, almost three weeks or so. And we're here for another about a week and a half. And then uh, we are off to Malaysia, it looks like. So we are going from the, basically the tropical rainforest of Bali to, uh, I, think it's called, I think it's called Kuala Lumpur, which is... Uh, like a very city-esque place and so um, it's pretty amazing like just how um, how how stark of a contrast it is from the U.S. to where we're at now and then from where we're going or excuse me from where we're at now to where we're going and so we're really excited about it Um, I will say it was a bit uh, a bit interesting um, (laughs) on the you know like when we arrived here you know I can't say I was I definitely had some homesickness that, that, that was there for, you know, I would say, I would say three to four days. Like I would, I had really hard time falling asleep. The jet lag was real and I would just kind of think about being back home. And for, you know, when you, if I was going on a three week vacation, you know, the, the time would have flown by and that probably would have never happened. But like in my head, we're going to be gone for all this time. And I like thought about my parents and my sibling uh, my sister, um, my Ashley's family, who's close by, uh, thought about my friends, and it's, it's like everyone just felt so far away, and um, I really did feel not that great, and uh, it took a few days, it took probably, like I said, about three to four days before I started to really get over that, and um, 
and started to kind of get past it. And now I think I'm pretty much over the homesickness. We're pretty comfortable um, just being away, which is good because you know, it kind of gives us the room to uh, focus not only on the business, but just on, you know, uh, each other personally. Um, and, and really feel like we're still, I always tell Ashley, like, we're at home when we're together. And we're at home when, when we're together and when we're, you know, with our God. And that's what home is. It's not necessarily, you know, a place. It's, it's us. And so just kind of trying to take my own medicine in that way. Um, but it's pretty wild. So if you're interested in more of our travel uh, escapades, uh, we have a, uh, you know, our Entrepreneur Discovered pod- podcast is specifically designed for, you know, uh, high-level business and, uh, and some lifestyle stuff as well. So we're sharing our travel escapades on the Entrepreneur Discovered podcast. If you're interested, you can head over there and... Um, and uh, listen to that kind of stuff there. Um, also, uh, we are going to be launching a uh, Leadership Monday podcast on the Rebels podcast here. That should be coming out in the next couple weeks or so. So you can kind of keep an eye out for that. Um, but on the business front, things have been going really uh, overall really good, um, which is awesome. Really, really exciting. Lots of really exciting stuff happening. So... First and foremost is we officially launched our coaching program around the time that we recorded the last episode. So like I said, it's been way too long since I've spent some time with you guys, and I apologize for that. But around that time, we um, relaunched that coaching program, I should say. So we launched it about a year ago, and you know it was it was good. We delivered a lot of value, um, but it was somewhat un- unorganized, meaning not unorganized in the content or the coaching we delivered, but in just the way that we handled it on the back end. Um, we didn't, like, it was just like the way that we sold it. Everything was just not, it was just kind of like strung together. Um, now, again, what we gave to the client was very, very good. Um, so don't get me wrong there. But just like uh, on our end, it just was kind of strung together. So we kind of closed that up for a little while and reopened those doors, uh, I would say early summer, if I'm remembering everything right. And uh, basically, uh, we brought on a sales team, brought on a sales team to help us not only sell it, but also fulfill it and um, just do everything right from the ground up, from the foundation level up. And around the time that we recorded the last podcast, excuse me, around the time we recorded the last, last podcast, it officially uh, relaunched and um, started bringing on some clients. And so that was really, really cool because it wasn't something that we were planning to do super hardcore. Like we knew we would do it. We knew we'd continue to, you know, uh, make that service available. Um, but we weren't necessarily going to like push it super, super hard um, until we got hyper organized with everything and things like that. So once we got hyper organized with everything on the back end, um, you know, I, it just brings a lot of joy and confidence to me when when I know that like the stuff is taken care of where it's not going to like add this immense stress to our plate, but we can just focus on contributing to people, then we of course want to do that. So that's been really fun. Another thing that's been really cool is as I've been sharing with you guys, you know, one thing that we faced with MLM Rebels is uh, the fact that we, uh, as the upline, were getting uh, better results than our downline, which, you know, to a, to a degree, that's always probably going to be a little bit the case, just because, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our webinar, it's our brand and that kind of thing. But like, we're, we want to we see like a fraction of a percent, like better, like not anything more than that, because anything more than that means that you know, our, our, our system isn't the best it can be. And so we've been focusing extremely heavily on making sure that uh, our team members are getting as good of results as us. And over the, uh, so we've been, working, we've been working very hard on this. It's been the primary focus of our life, <laughs> uh, business-wise, for uh, about a month and a half, maybe two months. And um, a couple weeks ago, it looks like we stepped in 
to that range where we're where we're really happy with those results. So um, obviously, a few more weeks will tell the story, tell the complete story. Um, but as of right now. I'm just feeling very, very good, and we're extremely excited about that. So, uh, yeah, we've like, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, as of right now, like, uh, we've got people that are like doing like 150 percent time or 100 to 150 percent times their ad spend. So, uh, if they're spending, you know, between three and five hundred dollars, um, making you know a sale of a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars, and they're keeping a thousand of it. Um, so, like, doubling the money plus enrolling a person, and uh, this is happening on a weekly basis right now. Um, so, super, super cool. We're pumped about that. Um, one thing that I am, uh, I guess personally, I guess, uh, I guess like working with is, is I'm trying to balance, uh, something with, with just, you know, coaching people and being a leader. And I'm being obviously extremely transparent with you guys right now. And, you know, one thing that I, that I had the experience of in our last network marketing company was I really, really loved, um, our upline. I love them a lot. Uh, and still do. Like he, he and his wife are amazing people. We're, we're very good. Fr- well, we were very good friends. Not like we're not anymore, but we just don't talk as much. So we were very, very, very close, very good friends. But there was always a, there's always a sense of like top down hierarchy in a way. Like we were very close, but it was almost always like he was the boss and I was a subordinate. And basically whatever he says goes and I shouldn't offend him and I should just be careful of how much I basically go against the grain, right? And I'm going back ways, obviously. Um, but so that offers two things. Number one, that really stifles creativity on, on my end or on, 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 the, on me. And at, at this time, I'm telling you the story, like on the downlines and it stifled my creativity because I couldn't say, I, I, felt like, I felt like I couldn't say more than I was allowed. Uh, I felt like I couldn't challenge him when I needed, when I felt like I should challenge him. And as a result, it kind of bred this yes man mentality throughout the team, throughout his team. And, um, and I, never, I never liked that. But the, the thing that it did afford was a pretty cohesive environment, meaning there's a lot of unity. Um, a lot of people were moving towards the same goals and, um, people knew what the goals were. You know, if you asked, you know, the downline, what's the goal and the upline, what's the goal, they would have the same answer typically. And that unity is powerful. Um, but I think there's a way to do it without having like the yes man mentality throughout your team and the higher, the intense hierarchy, like I described. So, you know, as we built our team in that old company, we, 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 we tried to become the barrier, the firewall, if you will. And we tried to make the culture on our team one that was um, still very unified, but that uh, allowed people to communicate with us in a way that was... Um, you know, in a way that they could express themselves, they could express their creativity, right? And we tried to create that, and I think we did a pretty good job. Like, uh, you know, to this day, even though we're not part of that company anymore, we still have people telling us like how much they, you know, appreciated the way we led, and our uh, they they just, they just loved us. Um, and that sounds really bad the way I said it, but hopefully you get what I mean. I'm not trying to be tune my own horn here or anything. But something that we're finding right now is is just basically how to continue to make that balance a reality. See, in the past with that previous company and situation I described, you know, when we became that firewall, people had the reference point of a yes man hierarchy uh, landscape to look back on. So when we became the firewall, they had the unity in their brains. And then when we helped open lines of communication with them, 
and level the playing fields as far as like we're equal we're equals like the unity was still there and the respect was still there right um meaning like their respect for me my respect for them but something that we're actually finding a little bit with our with the team that we're we're building now some of these guys they've never been a part of a like top-down hierarchy yes man mentality and the way we lead is very much a open communication uh lead with that's loud oh my gosh there's some of the most annoying cars and motorcycles out here in bali and uh it's funny but the way we lead now, of course, is the same way we led before, with with love and with open communication. We try not to lead with any sort of iron-handed, you know, dictatorship, um, which is actually the way I kind of used to be wired. Was very much like do this, do this, do this, and stop talking, um, which is not the way you actually lead people. But one of the things that we're finding a little bit is we uh, we're potentially not teaching enough of the unity aspect of things, enough of the mutual respect aspect of things, um, which kind of surprises me a little bit. So recently we've had some members on the team that have been, uh, have been very inconsiderate. I'll put it that way, um, of, of Ashley and I, and, uh, like, like basically verbally attacking us, um, when we have personally made like small mistakes. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like we've basically helped develop a automated recruiting system that they can finally have success in network marketing when they've never had it before. And uh, we've made like small mistakes in the grand scheme of doing all of this. And they're like attacking us. And, And I'm like, are you serious? Like number one, if you ever said anything like that to a down, like, like you're saying that to me, like, you're not going to blow me out. Number one, like, that's fine. You're not going to blow me out. Number, but number two, like if you said that to a downline, dude, that person is gone. Like G O N E. They are gone to the next opportunity to the next thing that comes across their plate. They won't spend a second with you. And you talking like that to me, you see what I was taught is you always want to respect everyone. And you, you definitely want to respect the person that is helping you on your journey, right? Especially if they're providing, um, providing a pathway for you to do that. And I'm like, like, really? Like you're, this is like, this is how you're going to like treat us. And like, obviously one side of my, one side of my brain is like, like, screw you. <laughs> like, I'm like, of course, I mean, you challenge a winner, you're going to get challenged right back. And so part of me is like, okay, it's kind of going back to my old school roots. Like out of the two of us, like you're cool and I love you, but out of the two of us, like I need you significantly less than you need me. <laughs> I mean, if you like without our, without our stuff, like you're back to the same place you started. Yeah. You have a little bit more knowledge, but like it's going to be an uphill battle without you. I mean, I just got to turn my ads on again. <laughs> right. So like, that's like the the, 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 the fighting mentality that comes out in my brain. And I'm not saying that's right. It's just what comes out initially. And, um, so we're, we're kind of in a spot where we're like, okay, this has happened and it's been generally the same one or two people. So we know it's most likely just, they've never, they've never learned how to control their emotions. They've never learned how to properly communicate and that's their fault. Um, but part of what the piece that we want to take responsibility for is we need to teach personal responsibility. We need to teach proper communication. We need to teach proper unity because the less unified you are with your upline, your downline is going to replicate the same thing you do. See, one thing that I was taught is that whatever your downline sees you do, they will duplicate it times two. So if you're being a dick to your upline, 
guess what's going to happen to your downline, to you? Exactly. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to love you. They're going to rebel against you. They're going to pick apart every little thing that you do. So if you pick apart every little single thing your upline does, guess what your downline is going to do? Do you really want that? One thing that I always, I always make sure that I do before we bring someone on the team is I let them know, like, hey, listen, you're going to screw things up bad. Probably way worse than me because I've been doing this longer than you, and I already know the game. But I'm going to screw some stuff up too. Here's my agreement with you. I'm not going to judge you on the 50 million things that you mess up if you don't judge me on the things that I screw up. And we always make that agreement. I recommend you make that agreement with your people too. Now, sometimes, of course, people forget that agreement, and that's where you have situations that I just described. So we're, just, we're, we're in a spot where we're, we're thinking about how to deal with this in the most proper way. Um, with the most amount of tact and leadership without using the iron-handed dictator force, you know, because obviously if we wanted to be a humongous dingleberry, like we could just say, hey, listen, dude, um, you're wrong, so that's the end, and you either get in line or you're not using anything that we have. Like we could we could totally pull that play, um, but that's more of like a military tyrant type of play. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. So we're trying to think and continuing to uh, pray and read and study about leadership so that we can course correct these things um, as we move. Because at the end of the day, the one thing that will never change ever, ever, ever is if you're moving super fast, if you're moving quickly, if you are building a company of scale, you're going to make mistakes. Little things will happen. You know, perfection is the enemy of progress. And because of that, you either are perfect with no progress or you make progress without perfection. And without perfection, you have mistakes. And mistakes can be corrected, no big deal. But it's way better to correct mistakes in a winning locker room than to correct, try to correct all the mistakes that could happen in a losing locker room when you're broke, when you have no one coming into your team, when you have no money coming into your team. But if you have money coming into your team, if you have people coming into you, if you have sales every single week, dude, chill out. It's okay. The mistakes happen, right? It's going to be fine. So anyway, guys, hopefully this uh, makes a little bit of sense to you. If not, um, at least I got on a little bit of uh, a mini rant. So um, with that, guys, we love you all. Uh, thanks so much for spending the time with us and we'll talk to you all soon.